It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Hey. Round of applause. Wow, how nice is Round that? of applause. Yes, always. For us, of course, every Saturday. Why are you crying? Well, love. I, the pursuit of yeah. love is a beautiful thing. It, it Come is. on. I, Come I, on. Let's okay, hear it for okay, the pursuit good. of love. I, I'm all for it. Like, more, 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 more. Yes, it's right. critical. It is. The, the, search, the, the thought, search for love The is, thought of meeting somebody is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the beautiful thing about the search for love is that it's you can find it anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you can find it online. It's true. Offline, um, fix-ups, blind dates, chance encounters. Do most people meet online these days? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Okay. I well, would say yes, based on what we spoke about uh, in the last episode. Um, the, on the death of romance, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how I was ranting about how people are lazy and fearful and can't get off their phones, I yes. would say yes. Most people do that. They depend way too much on technology to find love, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Because, like I said, here's to the pursuit of love. Oh my gosh! Everywhere. Oh, we love that. Yes. Okay. Wherever you can find it, even matchmakers. Wow, matchmakers. Uh, have a history in throughout, I mean, throughout history. I mean, they're the oldest dating app ever, right? If you think about it, they're the original dating technology matchmakers from the beginning of time. And I know they get a bad rap and I know there's, there's stigma attached to matchmakers. And, but I, like I said, Hey, wherever you can find it, whatever advantages you can get for yourself, why not? They serve a purpose. And if you can, if you've got the money and the belief and the faith, um, why not explore all avenues and I think, to find love? I think faith has a big part of where matchmaking has uh, started from, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, biblical times, uh, the Jews, uh, Chinese, Greeks, Japanese, Aztecs. Every they culture. All, every culture has had a form of matchmaking right. uh, there. And uh some that was the only way to meet people, I think, uh, throughout um, up to like the 1800s. It seems uh, that's if if you yes. were if you're faith based, uh, you had to meet somebody within the faith. Yes. and somebody was going to. Uh, uh, yes, hello, together. arranged marriages. Correct. I mean, if you're East Indian, that's how you do things. Mm-hmm. Your your family fixes you up. So I, you know, I say don't knock it. Until you maybe try it. So well, it, I have never had experiences. And because I've never had experiences with matchmakers, I put out a little kind of a crowd source question to Facebook to get some different feedback and responses to see what people's experiences were. And I got a, a very interesting mixed bag of responses. Okay. Okay. Um, one of my friends said, if you want to pay someone to throw darts at a phone book for you, Go right ahead. But they have no more ability to vet or screen or select 
or know any better candidates for you than if you threw the darts yourself. That's not good. Okay. Someone else. Wait, wait, wait. so can we talk about that? I mean, that's kind of, you know, uh, I guess that person had a not so great experience. Right. So it's, it's all colored by your own experience. I mean, if you met the man, woman of your dreams, you would just, you know, you'd think matchmakers were the the greatest right. thing ever. But if not, you know, it's, it's, it all depends on what your personal experience was. So someone else said, I know someone who was recently set up by a matchmaker, a really gorgeous young woman who has her own business. I have no idea why she needed a matchmaker, but they set her up with a guy and they have been inseparable since the first date and just moved in together. Okay. Someone else said, no socially capable candidate would ever have to go to a matchmaker. Wow. That's some sour cynical. fucking grapes yeah, there, that. man. <laughs> um, that guy did not do well. Uh, or maybe, another... he, maybe just, is it a guy? Yeah. Okay, so it, it obviously, um, he, he's just got an attitude about it, whether or not he's ever tried it. I don't, it doesn't even sound like he's actually tried it. He just I think like he's, he's a poo-pooer. He's a poo-pooer? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, here's some other responses. Another friend said, my neighbors met and married through one. Wow. So there is success. Okay. okay? Uh, another friend said, um, my wife will tell you they're criminally incompetent. I say they're a life-saving godsend. Okay. By so the way, that was, that was Don Harris. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, wait, so, Okay. <laughs> Wow. Can I continue? Sure. A girlfriend of mine said, had a bad experience with a service who set me up with a married man. Whoa, Nelly! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. That is not a, that's not good vetting. That's not good. That's that's not good. That's enough. But <laughs> Okay. Mm. Yeah. Another friend says, I knew someone who had a lot of success, got married, and is very happy. But I know other people's experiences weren't so great. I don't think anything bad happened. They just weren't as they just weren't set up with great people. Okay. <laughs> Big vagina. Gigantic vagina. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. So I want to. I want to ask our guest um, today. Yes. Um, how I mean, I'm so curious about vetting and well, it's all speaking of vagina. It's <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can ask that. So uh, tell me. They didn't come from Hollywood. About how big? Okay. Well, what diaphragm size do you have? Okay. Um, here's another one. I saw your matchmaking post and recall a couple of people who used "It's Just Lunch," which seems to be a matchmaker of sorts, from what I recall. <laughs> It sounds like they just grabbed whoever was on their roster within the age range to fit out the lunch dates rather than actual any actual matchmaking. Hmm. Did not hear good things about any real matches being made. <laughs> you know, you can make the same argument about dating apps. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, it, it really people don't be so harsh. Certainly. You know, it's look, you you <sighs> 
if you don't put yourself out there, then you know if you if you're going to get a mixed, it's going to be mixed. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some hit and misses. You're going to have some winners and losers. Get with the program. You know, just accept it already. It's you know, even if you look, even if you meet someone face to face, which of course is my favorite. It is. Who's to? There's no guarantees. You're you know you oh, may chicken egg. Yeah, you may see some, meet someone in a bar or a gym or out there. <laughs> And think it's love at first sight, and then you 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 know have that first date, and you're terribly disappointed. <laughs> That's the way love goes, people. Okay. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to have a real live matchmaker on to tell us all about it because I really want to know the real deal. Like, what goes into it? How do how do you make the the matches? How do you? I mean, I know what I do. I, do you know how many matches? Do you know how I really should have been in the business? I am a great matchmaker. You have you've got wonderful success with people. I have been doing this since forever. It is a pleasure. Mm-hmm. I want my friends to meet each other, and I want everyone to find love. And I'm actually really good at it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what I think goes into making matches. Okay, I think that are you do even are you. Do you want to know what goes? What I think goes into making matches? Of course, matches? I want to know. But sometimes you'll, I'll say to you, so hey, what about you know Steve and um, right. you know Susie? Mm-hmm. And you'll go, no effing way, no way. He won't like her, or no way, she's gonna not dig him at all. And then I say, you know, our job is, it's to sell. It's not You're like to throwing be- a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> Which our job. <laughs> As amateur matchmaker over here, I say it all the time. My job isn't – my job is to sell, not to judge. There are times when you will let me know about a couple that you think would be great together. And I I sometimes wonder, are you doing it for her or for him? Uh, who? You ask and, me that all the time. And I'm thinking, okay, now is this – yeah, are you doing a favor for this person or for that person? Because it seems like it's not necessarily mutual. But then, you know, you, you and I, what, what I love about the way you – put these matches together sometimes is that you just kind of do it and throw it against the wall and they stick, they do. And if they don't, they don't. Uh, but, uh, and sometimes they do. And it's, it's a beautiful thing when we know that people are still seeing each other. Uh, right. You, you would be shocked at the people I've, well, no, you know, it's, it's not, they were, it wasn't such a, like a, a stretch. Um, they, the people that I feel that I have, uh, fixed up, they do have some compatible chemistry that I think they, I mean, I think they would. So, you know, having being divorced helps. Having mm-hmm. kids helps. Yes. Um, it's not everything. Maybe being of the same faith helps. Um, it's not necessary, but it does, you know, help move things along to have some common things and values and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I've struck out big time. I mean, I remember a friend called me the next day and said, really, what were you thinking? Which I thought was sort of unnecessary. I mean, why don't you just be grateful and say, thank you, it was okay, but no, thank you, nice guy. But she actually got mad at me. Well, because some of these may fall into that category of who are you doing this for? Are you doing it for her? Are you doing it for him? I did it for both of them. You might have been doing it for him more than her. It wasn't so out of the realm of possibility. She has a dog and he was a vet. I mean, you know. Are you getting, you're getting a little specific here. Okay, don't. Uh-huh. I'm not naming names, but. You don't have to. I mean, it was it was in the ballpark. It wasn't like I fixed her up with a, um, you know, a. Uh, 
uh-huh. a guy who works on the <laughs> chain gang or oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Gosh. So there is some science, I think, that goes into it. There's some intuition that goes into it, right? There's some instinct. Um, you know your friends, and, and then the rest is out of your control. It's out of your hands. Ah. You, you make the match, and then... Yes. And then that's it. It's it's up to them. But right. I will say that um, the problem today for, for me as an amateur matchmaker is that everybody wants to see a picture first. That's reasonable. What's, I mean. No, I don't think it's, I don't. They're going to, if they, they're going to say, what does he look like? What does she look like? They're going to. Why can't they just take my word for it? uh, Oh, a wise dame. Why, I am a wise dame. Yeah, but. uh, I mean, what, really? Are you think I'm going to fix somebody up with, you know. Um, Shrek. I mean, really, you got to trust possible. me. You got to trust me that I've got good taste, and I, I sort of. You're a drunken lush. I am a drunken lush, but I still have my wits about me when I fix people up. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, it does require um, definitely some sort of like a scientific formula. Oh, you know what else goes into it for me? Astrology. Oh boy, there's a whole other subject. But does good. everybody know it, that I'm an an? Speaking of amateur, I'm an amateur astrologer. Yes. So that's just a little fun fact about me. Uh, that goes into the equation. Mm-hmm. It, so it, I, I it does. I know you do. No, it's In not. Fact, I'm not kidding. It's a big thing with you. I mean, I when I met you, I went home and I did your chart. Oh, yeah. And okay. I and you know what I found. <laughs> Exactly. But okay. I gave you a chance. Thank you for that. And I came I I came back for seconds. <laughs> and thirds. But it helped that you were Gemini. Yes. And so and I'm I. an Aquarius. Oh, we have to go to break. Oh darn, just our... when I was getting yeah, can, started on can, my favorite subject. Yes, that'll astrology. Uh but uh, let's uh go to our break and then we can bring on a pro. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. So uh, yeah, I want to hear. Rosenberg. I want to so hear from the real deal. We will be uh, right back with our guest, Kaylin Rosenberg. Now back to done being single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. And we are back. Okay. Would you like to introduce? I'm going to introduce um, our woman of the hour. Kaylin Rosenberg, she is, I think she's the best in the business, everything I know um, and read. I really do. Okay. okay. She is the CEO and founder of Love Architects by Kaylin, an elite matchmaking and love design firm that remodels the love lives of some of the world's most influential people. She is transforming the face of love on this planet through her new Real Reveal test, which uncovers the truth about who people are when it comes to love, and her dating app, which brings online dating into the real world for authentic connection. Kaylin is a master certified life coach, renowned relationship expert, elite matchmaker, podcast, radio, and TV personality, and love ambassador ambassador for the Oprah Winfrey Network. She is also the author of Real Love, Right Now, A 30-Day Blueprint for Finding Your Soulmate, and so much more. Mm-hmm. Kaylin Rosenberg, welcome. <laughs> 
Hi, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank you. So, okay, Kaylin, tell us, let's just go, let's start at the beginning. Why would somebody need a matchmaker? Let's just uh, talk about that. Yeah. Is it, is it, well, is it a case of when everything else fails? Is that how, it, how people come to you or is it, is it, how does it work? You know, well, it's it's both. It's either when people get to a point where they feel they've just, you know, they've given up, you know, arms, hands in, in the air, mercy, uh, or huge egos, you know, um, it, the people that need the best of everything, the best sports car, the best this, the best that. Um, everything is, is about, yeah, nurturing the ego. They see me on TV. They see that, you know, I've done a lot out there. They see that I work with influential people. And so they think by working with me that they're going to, I'm going to give them something better than they could find on their own. And uh, it's all a mess. <laughs> it's just all a mess. Um, so, yeah, I was listening in earlier. It was really fascinating to listen to you. And, and I have to say, um, I don't consider myself a matchmaker. And I think matchmaking is actually really screwed up in today's society and system. And it's something that I'm really trying to clean up because, um, and this sort of goes back to the heart, I think, of, of your original question about why do people come to me or why would they feel they need a matchmaker? Because they shouldn't, to be honest. They should not. Um, my heart is to teach people how, how to be their own matchmaker, to match themselves. But it, you know, what it really is is it's about people becoming far too often in this world everything that they were taught and told they were supposed to be from their parents and their childhood and wounds and trauma and addiction and relate bad relationships gone wrong and and you know just everything that society is dumping on us in the media and we're just getting all lost within ourselves and therefore losing ourselves and then yet desperately wanting love and so going for it and just effing it up left and right and so they go to a matchmaker saying, hey, I can't do it on my own or I want the best of the best on a, on a superficial level. And matchmaking has become, I think, a horrendous business. I'm going to be honest that I think rips way too many people off um, knowingly and unknowingly um, and takes advantage of um, a, a vulnerability in we say singles, but they're just they're human beings that haven't yet met right. their, their person. And um, when really what someone who's, you know, who calls themselves um, a matchmaker or is in that business, whether it's a dating service or whatever, even online, um, we really, if we're saying, hey, we're putting our, our sign out, you know, and we're, we're, going to, we're, we're going to help you find love and we're going to charge you money, whether it's a little or a lot, we have to really have our shit together personally as a, as a, as a human, as a soul, as a professional, and we have to know how to dive into the being of every person that comes to us to really honor them and their life walk and eventually society. So I know that's a lot. That was a big, heavy, full mm -hmm. response, but it gets me worked up because I'm, I'm trying well, to clean it all up. I think it's really uh, refreshing to hear that from you because, or from someone who does what you do, because I think like any business, uh, there there can be uh, people that will uh, go to it and uh, uh, do underhanded things and take advantage of people just to make money off of them and really not have their best interests at heart. So uh, I'm glad to hear what you're saying. It is refreshing. Um, you're sort of the anti-match. Yeah, you're like the anti-matchmaker's matchmaker. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I know it's a little, it's sort of an oxymoron, but um, you, you need to know what you're doing when someone comes to you and says, here, here's, 
here's all of my vulnerability, here's my life, here's my right. trust and my faith, and here's my heart, and also, gosh, here's a check. Right. My totally Lord, exposed. is that a huge responsibility wow. that most don't honor. So, and they believe, and they want to believe <laughs> in you, and uh, yes. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think there's um, benefit to handpicking and curating, um, being able to curate someone's matches, because it is, it's sure. like shooting, um, what's the saying? Fish, uh, what? Fish in a barrel. Is that it? No, that's not it. Yes. Um, it's, it, it, you know, online dating is so random. It can be so random. Um, mm-hmm. So to have a real human um, doing the, the, the work, the heavy lifting, to me, is a, a real advantage. And I mean, that's why when, oh, I, sure. try, when I fix up my friends, um I think it's just it's step you're getting a leg up on the situation. I have personally vetted these people. I know the girl. I know the guy. And um, as I was saying before we went to break, the problem for me and technology nowadays is back before technology, when you would say, call up a friend, say, you know what? I have I have a girl for you. I think I want to fix you up with someone. There was no well, what should give me a picture first. Show me a picture. Mm. And um, I find that that really limits people because they become people today because of online dating and social media have become what I call looksists. Um, Mm -hmm. They are, won't, if, if the woman or, you know, if she isn't a 10, um, no, thanks. That's a pass. Yeah. Well, and I have to say, going to what you were saying earlier about, you know, fixing up your girlfriend and her saying, what were you thinking? And, you know, what she had, and this is where it gets a little bit tough, too, is that here you came from a really loving place of heart and intellect and care for her. And probably, you know, obviously from your heart selected the best man that you could for her in that moment, for that situation. And her response, what her response was about was, wasn't you and wasn't the guy. It was something that was inside of her. Right? Because I know, obviously, you did it out of love and wanting Mm -hmm. to do good. Um, And so that's where matchmaking, most matchmaking falls short, is that it doesn't really know how. The majority out there don't know how or don't dive into the people to really know who they're matching. You cannot match people properly really in the way that they deserve and our society deserves with couples, because couples energetically affect one another and how we treat people in this world. Uh, But you can't do it just on, this is your age, this is your occupation, even values. Values aren't enough. It goes, you have to go deep. And you were talking earlier about a science. Yeah, it is a freaking science. And so those are all the things that I've uncovered and I'm excited about and grateful about and just want to teach people about so that they can just love on themselves and really become introduced truly to themselves, their true authentic self, so that now they can just, as you said in the very beginning of this awesome podcast, you know, love is all around you. It's everywhere. You can find it anywhere, right? And then that's yes. when it's so juicy and exciting and beautiful. Okay, so can walk us through the process. So if, do you get phone calls? Do you get emails? I, I'm, I'm a single guy, and I'm having trouble meeting somebody either online or in person, uh, and I've uh, now uh, found you. Uh, what can you do for me, Kayla? Yeah, so it's like, oh, tell me who you are as a man. Mm-hmm. And who, we tell, who you tell me you are typically is what your ego believes you are. It's what you've come to believe you are. And so it's a breakdown session right? Getting to the core of you as a man and how you look at love, how you look at women, how, what you believe about, what's your belief system about love? 
you know, you got to get there. What are you, what are you carrying with you? Talk about baggage. You know, all of us talk about baggage. It's, what, it's okay. We all have a suitcase. What's in it? It's all good. Some, some colors are more compatible with others. Some things are just so dirty and you have to throw them out, you know, clean them or throw them away. So it's just kind of like, who are you really, 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 really? <laughs> and then at that point, once I figure it out and you figure it out and we're on the same page, then it's like, oh, cool. What kind of woman do we want now? Who is she? This is exciting stuff. It's no longer, oh, she has to look like this. She has to be this tall. She has to have this much money, or he has to have this much money, or they better do this, or they better come from that. That's all fucking bullshit, and it's Mm. confusing language, but it really is that we all get stuck and trapped in. It's fine to come around later in the back door of all of that, but in the beginning... um, it's, it's, we're, we're really to find real love. You have to start on a soul level. And this might be too woo woo and too deep for people, but it is what it is. We're, you know, billions of people floating on a planet in the middle of the universe. So is you got to go a little first, deep sometimes. Sorry. Is the first, huh? is the interview a, is there an online questionnaire that you ask uh, people to yeah. fill out? And then. Mm-hmm. Well, so if people are meeting or potential clients are meeting with me in person, we spend a good hour to hour, half hour and a half digging into the like it's like 10 years of therapy for most people. So the <laughs> core, the raw core of who you really are. What I did is I was able to finally thank God, um, partner with Ben Way, who's just amazing. He was from the original Silicon Valley show and um, just a genius of technology. And we, he and I and Dr. Harville Sendricks and, and um, Helen LaKelly Hunt sent down for about nine months. And we took this, an algorithm and created it behind this assessment that I've been doing with thousands of people and turned it into the real reveal, which is really neat. It's hard to, in fact, I don't know anybody that's really tripped the test yet. It's like an MMPI for your love readiness. And so there's like a little teaser test. It's 15 questions that you can do online. It's free. It's, you know, realrevealtest.com. Um, but if people are single, it's part of the onboarding process on my dating app, and it's 86 questions long, and it's heavy. Wow. But, sounds- uh, yeah, it's the process. It's the interview. It's the assessment. And then it's I spend time in people's homes and um, have, you know, redesign and love design there and in their lives and with their friends and their family. And then by the time I think I've found the person for them, you know, it's usually done within the first three matches. It's very exciting. It's it's most often the deepest, heaviest, most beautiful relationship they've ever had. And and it's just it, it just feels good. But, yeah. <laughs> so what can I get for $75? <laughs> what can you get for seventy five dollars? Yeah, well, you can't. Right. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I, and a lot of amazing people. Is, finally, is there, a, is, is there a pricing tier structure? <laughs> to there is. Yeah, well, for the and that was the thing too. You know, my my prices are. I'm I'm crazy expensive, and I I don't mind it because I love Good. giving back. I love giving and helping, and you know, it's it's not. You can only you only need so much money to have fun and and have a good time. So. Um, but, you know, it was to the point where people were saying, well, I, I want to work with you, Kaylin, but I can't afford you. And that started to feel gross to me. Like, I felt like I wasn't honoring something by just charging more and more and more, even though I was giving great back, you know, to my clients for what they were investing. So the dating app was created because of that. Or that's a, a huge reason it was created. And um, that main level is 30 or actually, no, we just bumped it up to $45 because we're doing, we're throwing the criminal background and identity in. So everybody's oh, fully, good. fully vetted. Yeah, so $45, and then the next level is $100 for the year, and then 35 a month. And, and it will be the best dating app truly out there because it really does honor, it honors human beings. It honors singles. It's every single human being is not only fully, truly, fully vetted, but they're drinking the Kool-Aid of real love. They want something better, and they, it's part of a love movement, and they believe in good stuff, and they want good yeah. stuff. And it's part of a movement, so I'm super excited sounds, about it. Sounds very reasonable. You're, you're more than a matchmaker. You're like a love shrink. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, we, yeah, that's when I You are. And, yeah. and, uh, I don't like hearing love and shrink in the same room. This is deep, and I love it, and we're going to go deeper. But we have a break to Yes. To a break to make. Okay. And uh, so, but we're going to come back with uh, more from Kaylin Rosenberg. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. And now, back to Done Being Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Okay, okay, so we're back, and do you mind if I launch right into this? Because I said love shrink, and um, I really believe that uh, maybe Kalen will agree, but people can be not not just attracted to the, the good and positive and beautiful and fabulous in someone, but also, you know, the imperfect and the flawed. Yep. And to me, that is as compelling sometimes as, you know, the, the great stuff, the deeper stuff, the darker stuff. Um, yeah. I tend to uh, connect with people on that level. And to me, it's a very, it's compelling and it's substantial and it's substantive. And that's what gives people character. Um, their, their flaws, their imperfections, their issues. I want to know it, when you are making matches, um, Kaylin, do you take that into account? Do you take into account when you're talking to people privately and stuff it will come up because it's a cathartic experience to to, to yeah. initiate people? Do you go, oh yeah. yes, like the the holes the the um the rocks in her head fit the holes in his head? <laughs> oh, amen. It's a match. Totally. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, we're we're just all here to be um, really healers and teachers and connectors with one another. And it's it's the most intense, quite often, in our our relationships, our romantic relationships, and our our lifelong partnerships. It's what we all starve and crave for, you know. So yeah, I, okay, I take that all yeah. into account. It's it's necessary. Yeah, I would say it would be, and you've got insight uh, into people like like nobody else has. So you kind of know, you know, warts and all what people are dealing with, and I would think that would kind of figure into the. The, the matchmaking equation. So, yeah. okay, we are going to bring on um, a friend of ours, Denise, who has tons of experience on all dating platforms. And mm. uh, yeah, and she's got questions and stories. And Denise, come on into the conversation. Hi, everybody. Hey, Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Hi, thank so, you for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for being on. Uh, tell us uh, what's on your mind in terms of experiences or background. Sure. Well, you know, I've been open to finding love um, off and on throughout my life. I'm in my mid-50s now, and from the time I was in my 30s, I've got a lot of experience with a variety of dating apps online. Um, for me, it's all. It, it feels like a full-time job, and it can be a little demoralizing because there's a lot of, as I was listening earlier, and, you know, there's so much emphasis placed on what do you look like, and there's the swipe right, swipe left mentality. Um, so it's, it's a mixed bag online, but I, I open myself up to matchmaking, to different services, and personally just have not had um, the kind of positive experience that I, that I would have hoped for. Mm-hmm. So can I can I call out specific services? If you feel you like, must, you know, like I did, like I did, it's just lunch, um, which was supposed to be this revolutionary, you know, no pressure, it's just lunch. 
But, you know, the, the core of the issue was that, as Kaylin was saying, she really gets down to the nitty-gritty of, of who the people are and makes partially an intuitive match. I just felt like these um, services were just factories, and they're just putting, you know, note cards of people together. Um, there's a matchmaking service here in Los Angeles um, that I signed up for, and I went through four different matchmakers because each person would lose their job or <laughs> move on. And it was like, yeah. wow, you're, you're not a matchmaker. It's a, it's a service. It's a factory. And yeah. they wouldn't listen, I don't think, to what was really important to me in terms of the values of who I'm looking to be matched up with. So in a yeah. nutshell, that's sort of been my experience. But I remain open. You know, I'd love to meet somebody. Hmm. Well, I would say, you know, unfortunately, the majority of, of people out there share the same experience with you. And, um, you know, which, again, is why I've said I'm just so passionate about cleaning it all up because it's just due time, you know. And there, mm-hmm. it, it's a very competitive industry, which is ridiculous because there are enough singles. There are over 126 million singles uh, just in the U.S. alone. There's enough to go around, right, if you want a business that's successful. But the best way to clearly have a successful business is to just treat your customers and your clients and your members mm-hmm. properly and with love and respect. Um, but, I, you know, what I would say is that, yeah, unfortunately, it's a fact, to me, it's sort of a factory thing. Um, yes, there are, you know, there are some good ones that really come from their heart that really just wanted to put, you know, get the shingle out and really help people. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think that's the norm. No, I don't want to meet so anybody people... with shingles, Kaylin. What? What's I don't want to meet anybody with shingles. No. With shingles. Oh, yeah, with shingles. Yeah. Well, and, you know, well, hey, they deserve love, too. But, you know, the thing is, is that um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. And, the, you know, I think another thing, it's, it's even more difficult sometimes for women in the industry that are single than men because most dating firms and services and even matchmakers um, unfortunately, won't be honest and tell you that men are a freaking hard commodity. Good single men to find. They're really hard. And so you're kind of being. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so they're kind of utilizing the same men over and over and over for their female clients yeah. far too often. Um, however, yeah. I hit the jackpot on behalf of one of my clients. You know, it's one, one, one female only needs one man. She's now madly in love and happily, happily matched. Um, but in the process of doing something pretty cool that she and I came up with, um, I have over, and you're in the perfect age, you're in your mid-50s, I have, let's see, about over 1,200 amazing vetted men that are just sitting there now that my team and I are like, what do we do with these great guys? But they're from mm-hmm. all over the country. They're from all over the country and all that. So, yes, you and I should mm-hmm. chat and um just just to show you that uh, there are lovely, lovely good men, and that's a whole other conversation about what men are looking for that they're not getting with women. And uh, But y- your your heart is good, you're smart, and you're sharp, and you're present, and love will happen for you. But, yeah, you just uh, – sorry, you had that I have, I have that a that question for Denise. Experience. Denise. Yeah. Sure. A uh, question yeah. for you. Were you disappointed because – the, the level or caliber of, of matches weren't great or the or they just didn't pan out? So that the do you get you know what I'm saying? Right. Was it no, the quality I do. of I the mean, guy or was it that they just didn't go anywhere? Um a little bit of both. I, I to be perfectly honest, I can't say that maybe with the exception of one or two that I ever met anybody that I would want it to go anywhere. And it wasn't necessarily, well, some of it was the quality of the guy. Some of it were, you know, perfectly lovely men inside, not so much outside. 
and um, it just, you know, there, there was no chemistry, and I didn't think really any hope for chemistry, and it just wasn't, it, it just wasn't a match. Okay, but that's not the matchmaker's fault, per se. It's just chemistry, right? That could happen I mean, with anything. Right, it could happen anywhere. Ellen that's what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, but if, you know, the, the way I look at it, you know, they ask me not just what am I looking for in, in a man, um, <clears throat> values-wise and, and even superficially, but, you know, what's my age range? What's this? What's that? And so I would often find that the matchmaker was saying, okay, well, I know this person isn't anywhere near what you're looking for. Like, you know, I, at the time, I didn't want to date really higher than someone who was in their mid-50s. This is maybe 10 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But she said, oh, but I've got this great guy. He's 62, and he's, you know, really handsome and, and just a great guy. And I, I wouldn't look at pictures ahead of time. It's a little anxiety-provoking, but I was willing to, to go with the flow. But this guy in particular, I can, you know, I can picture him in my mind right now. And he looked like my grandfather and was just did unattractive. You see a picture, did you see a picture of him before? No, no. This, uh, this service was a no pictures service. And that was okay. You know, I still okay. signed up. That's brave. Yeah, but that's the way it was. It's been done since. Well, the of really, time. And, and I do say, I, you know what? The I I love the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. And and I remember when I was single, and people wanted to fix me up. I didn't care. Don't I don't want a picture. This is when pictures were available. I did not want them because I trusted them, and I knew mm-hmm. that my friend had my best interests and had good taste. And you know, so what? So it wasn't you know. Uh, whoever it wasn't Fabio, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but uh, you know it's not about looks, everybody. And I, I just, right. I try to hammer this home all the time. It's just, it's more than looks. Um, I had it another question, looks, but now I but forgot. Well, that's a difficult pill to swallow sometimes. Uh, Kaylin, I have a question for you. Uh, yeah. What if you are fixing up a, a guy or a girl? I mean, you know, people are picky, and you. Fix them up on uh, multiple dates, and uh, it comes back as uh, the other person liked them, but your client did not, or this, the main client you're trying to fix up did not like this person, and now it's three, four dates, and you, you're going, oh, I don't know what to do with this person. Uh, I've put mm-hmm. them out on dates, and uh, the other person likes them, but uh, they're so picky that they're they're looking for something that really isn't attainable. When do you fire a customer? That's my that's mm-hmm. my question. Well, usually the the issues like that come up in the the assessment, the original assessment. We we dive in and oh, hold on, I'm getting oh, room service is coming in. I apologize, our claim. <laughs> I'm on the phone. Is he attractive? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Right. There's a do not disturb on my door. Um, but anyway, it's, you know, it, we dive in and we find these things out in the beginning so that, um, um, and I, basically we bring it to the client's awareness as to this is something that could sabotage and has been sabotaging love and the experience of real love. And and so when it ends up sort of showing up in the dating, the, the initial dating process, I call them out on it. Pretty tough, but also very as, as lovingly as I can to say, where, what did we miss, or what do we need to work on here? What do we need to face here? What do we need to heal here? What is this really about? Where usually it's fear based, right? 
where are you where are you getting triggered and i'll pull them out of the dating cycle for a little while and i'll i'll do some healing and some coaching and some work with them and get them to a stronger higher place and then we'll try that thing again and actually we've done that many times it's funny and they'll actually end up going back to the original matches i gave them wow. um and i'll talk to that other client and they'll say you know i really did like her and i did like him but here's here's what didn't work but gosh you know what yeah i'm willing to give it another chance and then we did and they actually really liked each other and one of them got married so it's just again, you know, do we really know who we are? Like, do you know what? What is that? What does love mean to us? What is are it? People, is it are people? Are uh, people? Do we have time? Uh, I, I just I, have a question. Yeah. I remember well, um, <clears throat> Millionaire Matchmaker with Patty Stanger. Um, one of the more interesting aspects of the show, or maybe the only for me, was the feedback that after she did a little post date oh, interview yeah. with each of the with the couple or the dates, yeah, and uh, and then she kind of lay into them. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. why did you do this? Why did you say this? That you don't do that. You you know, and it was at times good information to have. Do you do that? Do you provide feedback for people based on based harsh. on I what comes back to, be, to you? I try not to be shaming and critical. Like, uh, you know, there's I guess there's healthy criticism. I'm, I yes, I absolutely do that. You have to. Yeah, I'm I'm here to help people. I'm here to make sure. I, I tell people, I laugh with my clients, and I say, listen, if you're really looking for love, and you you know you're, you're stuck because it will happen. Just work, trust, do the process. It will happen. Um, but yeah, you you do whatever it takes until it works. You just do. I, I like just the like fact so many that, things uh, in life that are important. I'm sorry, I was saying I like the fact that uh, some. Uh, customers are willing to go back and revisit because I think after you mm-hmm. go out on a couple of dates, you might realize that person that I dated the first time, uh, even though I wasn't thrilled, I think I like more what I didn't like in uh, uh, others and uh, I want to give another chance. So I, I like it that, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It exists. Uh, we have a caller. Okay, we have on, another caller. And we have, uh, <coughs> Robert. Robert on. And uh, Robert, are you there? Hi, how are you? Oh, great. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Okay, so we, Robert, I think, is a satisfied customer. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not like that. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, but I think, I think he's, um, he's had some good experiences with matchmakers, okay. I think, Robert. I had uh, with one in particular. Um, good. And it was called It's, it's Just Lunch. I, I still think they're around, but it was about 10 mm-hmm. years ago. Okay. A counter to uh, Denise's experience. Uh, she she had uh, it's just lunch as well. Yes, but go okay. ahead, Robert. Tell us about yours. Oh, well, I thought the process was pretty good. Uh, plus, the format I liked as well because lunch is very short, and uh, or you can meet for cocktails, and there's always an exit. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. the people that they fixed me up with were well, I'm I'm an attorney by trade, and uh, the ladies I met were executives or professionals themselves, and uh, eventually I hit on one who was an uh, internist uh, close by, and uh, that ended up being a nice five-year relationship. Great. That's wonderful. Great to hear. Okay. Uh, and uh, are, uh, are you still active on It's Just Lunch? No, but I'm ready. I'm, I'm probably will go back. It's, um, I not a big fan of online dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now see it as more of an interview process than anything. And uh, but mm. they did the. Mm. I don't know if you'd call them a counselor, but uh, there was an in-depth interview, and they provided nice feedback, uh, and uh, I, it just worked. 
Good. What city? Can I ask what city that was in? Uh, they were in Glendale at the time, and okay. uh, but the lady that I met uh, was living in Westlake Village. Okay. Well, you were very fortunate. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Hey, Robert, because you made an investment, do you feel like a financial investment into this? Do you feel like you gave it more of a shot, more of a chance, more time as it as compared to, say, someone that you just would have met on a um, dating app? Um, never thought about that, but uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, let, let's say I showed up on time and, and went in enthusiastic on, on, each, on each date, um, but it's possible. I never just thought about it that way. But it, it was a big yeah, investment. I, I would think that if you're going to sign up and go through the, the, the whole process and, you know, pay money, that you would be more invested <clears throat> and uh, therefore take it more seriously. Uh, probably. Maybe I was. Well, I might have not have thought about it, but it's probably true. I, it yeah, it I depends can't. on the person. You know, again, you have people that have a lot of money and they're used to spending a lot of money on a lot of things. Sure. And it's in kind of spending the money is, in, you know, kind of in one ear and out the other as far as showing up and being present and really looking for something deeper. And then you have people that, you know, any amount of money is, is really a big deal and they're, and they're really more front and center focused because they have spent something and invested. So that, yeah. yeah kind of made it easy about them is you didn't have to go through the, uh, I guess, the, would you call it match emailing back and forth for, you know, before you get the date? It's, uh, he got the call from the counselor and they say, hey, <clears throat> I'd like you to meet so-and-so at, for lunch or cocktails at this place, and are you interested? And yes, so it was, that's the part that made it very easy. And then uh, when you met the person, uh, just engage in conversation. And I, I would know in five minutes whether I want to see it, pursue it further. Um, I have a question for both you guys, um, Denise and Robert, since you guys are out there actively single and dating. There was uh, anything that you could change about the matchmaking services you've used or the dating apps you're on, what in what in your opinion would make it a much better experience? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, for me, when I did It's Just Lunch and um, a couple other services, it was when I was still living in New York. Um, so hearing Robert's experience makes me think maybe I should try It's Just Lunch again in L.A. Um, you know, for me, I think to make it a better experience, I like when Kaylin says she really fully vets people before she allows them in. And there's a lot of um, phony apps and photos and profiles that aren't filled mm-hmm. in. So for me in an ideal world, I would know that I'm dealing with real people who, have, who are being transparent about themselves, you know, to a certain extent um, online in the initial um, exposure. So... Um, I wish that I could have better confidence in the pool of potential suitors, if you will, um, that I'm interacting with and being exposed to. Okay. Yeah. Robert? Yeah. That's, that's actually a pretty good point. Um, and I heard earlier mm-hmm. on about whether you want to see uh, a photo of somebody or not see a photo of somebody. And for the most part, I agreed uh, that I would not want to see a picture of somebody because I... I've got the makeup where I get false expectations of who they are and what exactly. they're about. Exactly. Mm. Um, I think it's a really yes. good point. I think the, the mm-hmm. element of surprise yes, really can work in your favor. Yes, the element of surprise can only work in your favor. Yeah. I do believe that. 
Okay, but, uh, we uh, actually uh, have to start okay. wrapping this okay. show up. I, I, I bit, need but... to ask, okay, one question, one Go last ahead. question for Kaylin. Mm-hmm. Kaylin, are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah okay. sure. Kaylin, how can people become their own matchmakers? Just have sit for a moment within yourself and, you know, that inner voice that's constantly tugging at us to listen on so many different levels. Talk to it. Get connected with it and talk to it about love and what love means to them, right? What, is, what does love mean to you? Do you trust love? Do you believe in love? Is it safe? How safe has it been? How good are you, are you at loving and receiving love as well? Get to a really grounded place within that of knowing and, are you, you know, how true have you been, you know, in love and life. And once you can get really raw and real with you, then just really know and trust that the universe, it, it gives us what we, what we want, both good and bad. So if we focus on love, we focus on good, and we keep our hearts and our minds and our awareness open, that love can happen no matter where we are. Just trust in it, be open to it, but also stay really clear and really real and really honest with yourself in the process. And things shift and can shift really fast. Um, but the minute we start to go too into the superficial and too into control or power over or fear, that's when we get things mucked up in primarily our love relationships, and that's where we need to kind of kind of put the brakes on. Uh, thank you, Kaylin. Uh, thank you, Denise. Thank you, Robert. Kaylin, how can people find you. you online? How can yeah. they get to you? Uh, they can go to thelovearchitects.com or go to realrevealtest.com and take that test and find out a little bit more about yourself. And uh, as of January 1, the thelodgesocialclub.com will be out and bringing lots and lots of people to really beautiful love, and I'm very excited about that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find Robert or Denise, you can contact yeah. us here contact at Douglas and Denise. Hey. We will hook yeah. you up. Two great up. people. Yes, we yes. love that. Okay, we want to thank everybody for being on the show to, uh, this week. This was very entertaining and uh, oh, enlightening. Thank you. Yes, well, thank, you. thank you. And oh, thanks, so. you guys. Thank you. And, Kaylin, thank you for making it happen. And we are all done being single, I think. We are. We are done, and let's keep love alive. Have a great week, everybody. Amen. And we'll Take care. Bye-bye. be back next week. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. See you next week on Done Being Single. 